In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the topic of anxiety management fatigue. This conversation was originally recorded in August of 2021. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. Join this conversation. So, um, just this idea of, a, of anxiety management fatigue and that this is a, a so what it's doing for me is I, I want to give myself permission to realize this is different. This is not the way it's always been. This is not the way I should always feel at, at this particular time that, uh, that we, we all have endured an enormous amount of stress that leads to anxiety. So I have a friend that's, that did his doctoral work on, on stress management. And in it, he shared with me a long time ago that all of us have a stress threshold. And when, uh, when, we, when we have more stress than our stress threshold can manage, it's, it will show up in us either physically or, uh, or mentally, uh, that, that something's going to happen. Uh, we start having panic attacks, or we start having insomnia, or we start having heart palpitations, or we start, our, we start having backache. And one of the things I learned from him was that good things and bad things are both stressors. So ha- having a wedding is a stressor. Going on vacation is a stressor. They can be good things, but they add stress to our life. And with this one coach that I was coaching this week, we both paused and it was like a duh to me. And, and we stopped. So I remember at the end of 2020, Everybody couldn't wait for the calendar to roll into 2021 and say, oh, we have a new year and oh, it's all going to be good. And, uh, and now look back over the last eight months of our life. Go back to January. So for us here in the States, on January 6th of this year, whatever language you want to use, there was, a, there was something that happened at the U.S. Capitol that was big, and lives were lost. And it was pretty traumatic, and it was pretty stressful. And then we had the inauguration a few weeks after that, and everybody wondered, okay, is it going to happen again? Uh, what's going to go on? Is there going to be a peaceful transition of leadership? Uh, and when I look over the last eight months, so it started with that. For, for us here in Texas, we had, uh, we had the ice storm, the freeze of, uh, of February last year where we all lost power for days, uh, and, uh, and that was a stressor. And then I think about my own life, and then in March, uh, I had a stent put in the front artery of my heart. Uh, well, that's not a little deal. And then I had complications with another system coming out of that, spent two nights in the hospital, and, 
and had uh, had other procedures for two weeks that uh, were very unpleasant. Uh, and when I start just looking at everything that's happened in, in 2021, we've already endured enough stress for, for two or three years, most of us. And so what I'm, what I'm learning and what, where I'm growing, and so I don't have really anything to teach. I'm just, I'm sharing, I'm just sharing some of my own story. Well, what, I'm, what I'm wanting to do is be really compassionate with myself and really gentle with myself. And, and what I have a tendency to do is shame myself. So I've come to, to this awareness through really this last week. Uh, I, I got really crystal clear that for all of my adult life, I've, I've battled this idea that, that, that there's always more to do that I can never do enough. So no, no matter how hard I work, how many hours I put in, there's, well, yeah, but you could have done this, or there's this you could do, or there's that you could do. And, and just the enormity of there's always something more to do is overwhelming. And so what I'm wanting to do in, in, and what I'm trying to do and I don't know how long it will go, is I'm, I'm really trying not to shame myself. And I'm also trying to give up this intense, deep, whatever it is. It, it may be a vow. It may just be a lie. But this deep thing in me that you've, you've never done enough. And I, I, can't, I can't express that powerfully enough to, to recognize when I get done in the day and walk to the other room, I numb myself, myself, but there's always this ache within me that says, yeah, but you could have done more today. You, you could have, if, if you'd really been diligent, if you, if, if you would have really managed your time, it, you could have done better. So, so I listed five things. So there's five things. That, uh, that I'm doing to try to take care of myself right now. Uh, and, and by the way, this is a fresh list. And so I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to do these things. Some of them I've done more of than, than others, but, but that I want to talk about. I don't talk about this much because I think we, we oversimplify it. And so when I talk about it, it, it I really mean it. I, I want to start with, and I think in the midst of whatever's going on, we need to be people of prayer and we need to have faith. And, and I really, I don't use that language lightly, okay? I don't use it because this is a Christian group. I, I just don't, I don't do that very often. But, but I think if, if we're ever going to trust God, now's the time to trust God. Are, are we really people of faith? So for me, that's just a simple reminder. The second thing for me is do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And so then I ask the question, okay, what do I need to do to take care of myself? And I think each one of us, that's going to be different. Um, But what, what I think I need to do 
and, and for me, this is what I'm working on. And I began this week is I need to Sabbath more. And you'll, you'll know I talk about Sabbath a lot, and probably I talk about it a lot because it's just an ongoing issue for me. Um, and uh, I, have a, I have another week of vacation, and I was looking, okay, when am I going to fit this week of vacation in? And I couldn't find five days to fit a vacation in, right, because the calendar's already full. And so I, what I've decided to do is for the month of August, I'm taking at least one day off every week. And one week, I'm taking two days off. And, uh, and I started this week with that. Uh, and already, I'm really liking it. This idea of, of, of just in the middle of the week, I took Wednesday off this week. And just in the middle of the week, realizing, okay, I'm taking off today. The other thing I'm doing is... I'm, I've told y'all about this and I've talked about it a lot. I'm learning to Sabbath with my hands. And, and so I, what I'm doing is I'm taking off and I'm going outside and I'm doing things. So I, I, I totally replanted one of our, one of our flower beds, just took, I took everything out and replanted everything. Well, after I did that, then I realized, yeah, and the sprinkler system now doesn't work right. And so I had to, I had to change some sprinkler heads and I had to put a whole new sprinkler head in. Now, what I want to tell you all is I grew up in the country. I grew up uh, with a father. Uh, I mean, we farmed like two, a two-acre garden every year, and he owned his own construction business. And so for me... I looked forward to anything that wasn't going outside and working with your hands, right? And, and so now I've come full circle and I do all my work on a computer inside with my brain. And, and I am loving going, just going outside and accomplishing something. So there's something I said a while ago, there's always more to do. You can never do enough. But with projects, you get them done. You actually get finished with the project. My, my latest project is there was a portion of my gate was dilapidated and falling. And so I'm, I'm rebuilding and redoing the gate. So there's two things. One thing is just, just for me, just knowing that I can do it. So changing out, so I tapped into the water line and added a sprinkler head and just doing all that uh, plumbing work. Uh, which takes me back to my first formation, uh, was a pretty big deal. Now building the fence, building the gate. I, I've put the fence up before, but there's something. And, and so here's the thing I want to say. And in it, I'm really tired physically when I'm done. It's hot and it's humid. And <laughs> I'm just... I'm just worn out, but, but there's something also that's life-giving in it that I can't explain. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Sabbathing more and, to, and for my Sabbathing to be just knocking out projects, not for the sake of knocking them out, but for the sake of my own mental and emotional well-being. 
And so I look forward to getting outside. Does, does that make sense? Am I, am I being clear? And what is that? So I wonder, what does that stir up for you? Let me pause there and just say, what is just thus far, what does that stir up for you? Anything? Yes. What you just said, my husband thought I was insane this week because I've, I've been super busy, but the last two days, uh, I was feeling kind of weird. I was asking God a lot of questions, thinking, why am I so anxious about this and anxious about that? Taking all the practices I've been learning in faith walking, but I mean, just crying for no reason, you know, just, just sitting quiet for a minute and just losing it. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, that's it. I can't take this anymore. And I got up and started moving furniture around, which I know I'm not supposed to do because I, you know, healing from a broken back um, and other issues with my back, but I felt good. I felt good moving stuff around. Um, and, and then I started reorganizing things in my kitchen, like just ripping the cabinets out and taking everything out and mm -hmm. something that, that I didn't have to think about. Just do. Right. Right. I turned on the, the music as loud as I could. Um, I paid for this yesterday severely physically, but um, it, it was life-giving, even though it caused mm -hmm. me pain mm -hmm. because I needed something to distract me away from all the thoughts. Cause like I told you earlier, Kim, that my family's been touched with COVID mm -hmm. and, and it's been, a, it has been an emotionally exhausting, physically challenging situation um, because uh, my, my step parents, they're elderly. And uh, my sister is, she's already had a lot of problems. And then her husband, you know, really having a hard time recovering. And I had a, a, a granddaughter born that I can't see. And that, that was very upsetting. You know, mm -hmm. and then I found out today that 40 firefighters had, um, are out with COVID. And my son is the Houston, one of the Houston firefighters who just recently had a baby. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, the, the news, the anxiety that I was feeling prior to all this, this just seems such a different shift. Mm -hmm. So different. And it's not like I've lost faith in God. I, I strongly believe in God. I am still praying you know, but it is mm -hmm. it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Brenda. Trish. Two things I was, um, that came to mind as I was talking, yes, doing something like that physically that takes little, I mean, it takes some brain work, but I cleaned out a closet, a big closet in my guest room that still has some of uh, my oldest son's stuff stored in it. But just doing something productive that didn't require huge brain power, it, it mm -hmm. just, it feels good to be able to look back on something and see the impact that, that mm -hmm. that's made. Mm -hmm. And I know this is different for everyone, but for myself, there's, there's two questions I have to ask myself. Well, one question specifically, when I get into a state of overwhelm, which I'm easily overwhelmed when I see what's going on in the world, when, you know, I, not only do I draw back from it, I limit the voices that I listen to, um, but I ask myself, what is mine to do mm -hmm. in this moment, in this day, what is mine mm -hmm. to do? Because mm -hmm. I can't, I can't change things on a global scale and mm -hmm. I can't, people to act right and to be right but what is what is my part to do mm -hmm. the other thing that really came to my mind is an article that I had read from a reference in a book I read a few years ago and I I share it often and it's from a magazine called Nautilus magazine and it's a kind of a geeky nerdy magazine but it's called this is your brain on silence 
And it actually talks about how silence impacts our brain and how that's actually a resting state for our brain and it's healing. When in, in the article, it says, it goes into a lot more detail, but that we each need two hours of silence every day to stay in a healthy brain mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. And I know when I share that, usually people, myself included, it's like two hours, you got to be kidding me. But there really is something to it. Um, when I've practiced centering prayer, it's been a while, but there is something about just being still and just being silent. And yes, I know, Ken, you've talked about how you use that as a more of a reflection time when you walk mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, we just don't have that. We There's noise around yeah. us unless yeah. we turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was relating what everybody was saying about doing things with their hands. In fact, often when I turn off the video on Fridays, there's something about Fridays where I think I feel like the end of the week is there. And so I feel anxious that I'm not, you know, that I need to finish stuff. And so sometimes on these calls, and it's relevant to the bigger question, it, I like to, this is nothing to do with work stuff, but I like to do things with, you know, get up and walk around and you know, straighten up or, you know, put things away or, and just feel like I'm, you know, accomplishing something while being able to listen. Um, but one of the things that falls away when I things my head gets really chaotic and I just get really overwhelmed is I stop feeling like I'm getting anything accomplished in, in my personal life and my uh, place and all that. And um, I just completely lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah. So any, you know, the more I can work on my projects, it's kind of a joke with me and my, my best friend, because, you know, she'll invite me to something. I'll be like, oh, I've got projects I want to work on. And I bet she's thinking like, you, you're not married. You don't have kids. Like what are all these projects that you're always working on? Uh, but, uh, there's something, there is something, um, you know, refreshing about, about doing those things. I also, one of my go-to things that has been not available <laughs> thanks to COVID uh, that I really hope to have again is going on silent retreats at a local uh, place. Um, I don't do it well, but I do it better than I can do anything here. <laughs> you know, I just have an impossible time setting aside time to, to be quiet, to, to reflect, and at least there, you know, all the other distractions are taken away. The place I go has multiple what they call prayer spaces that are just very conducive. So I've been watching their update emails for when they're going to open again. Uh, but in the absence of that, and just kind of coming to a place in the last few weeks where I just realized I, I feel like I'm a bit maxed out on the stress. And as I've been calling it the emotional sludge that I feel is building up, um, I made an appointment for next Wednesday for therapy, getting back into therapy, which I'm just like, please, yes, just please let this work out. Let this person be a good fit. I don't want to have to like try four people before I find the, you know, I'm just, I'm just praying that. Yeah. I just, I feel like I've got, it's beyond me, my ability. I need somebody else to help me process stuff because it's not moving. <laughs> So um, that's something else I'm doing, but that's not the kind of day-to-day -day stuff y'all have been talking about, but 
it's something I've come to realize I really need to do. And whether that's spiritual direction, I, you know, I've had a spiritual director for, for years. There's also, there's other things besides therapy, but that's just one. Mm-hmm. As you were talking, Angela, I, I was reminded of a thought um, that, I, that I think is true, and it's true in my experience, okay? Um, I, I, I want to listen. I, I try to listen to two voices. I try to listen to the voice of the spirit, obviously, but I also try to listen to, the, to what my body is telling me. And I know oftentimes my body is speaking and, and I want to deny it, or I want to say, no, that that's, you know, and, and, and so just listening. And so for me, this, this, uh, Sabbathing more is me listening to my body. It's me listening to my body say to me, um, you, you need a longer mental kind of break than you've been giving yourself. Um, and the interesting thing with this, you know, chopping my vacation up and just doing a day here and a day there or whatever, I'm really excited about. I'm really looking forward to it. It's kind of a different thing. Um, so uh, I, I guess the, if, if there's any learning or any, any suggestion I would offer is, are, are you listening to your two voices? And, uh, and, and, and all of us, and your voice may telling you, may be telling you something completely different than my voice is telling me and that that's okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to move to number three. We, we can have more conversation in a minute, unless you're just dying to say something. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've kind of been quiet and listening and what pops up for me is, um, I think there's a strong value, especially in the U.S., that you work yourself to death. Right. And even if you've accrued six weeks of holiday time, you better not take more than a a week. Mm -hmm. It took us quite a while to get used to the fact we could take two weeks at a time. Gosh, I think my area leader would say, you want to take three weeks? Sure, do it. So I've set myself a sabbatical in order to recover. And that sabbatical is getting challenged at every turn. Mm. It's yeah. gotten challenged over the last two days with our vicar setting a meeting and changing the topic of the meeting to a meeting that would require a lot of planning and problem solving. And all our little team asked for was, we just want to know a couple of things. And suddenly it's been co-opted. And I've, I have been quite angry the last couple of days because I set my boundaries. Mm-hmm. I told people and they are disrespected. And so now I have to get a little bit firmer, not louder, but I have to just get firmer and say, I didn't agree to that kind of meeting. I cannot do that and I won't do it. But it's interesting how even when you've made plans and put them all in place, people challenge. Mm-hmm. what you've set, what I've set to protect and heal myself and to do something different where I get a sabbatical. It's just a little baby one. It's only two months. It's not six months or a year. But it's, it's just so interesting how 
this strong work ethic that you really need to be there. Right. Pervades Christian culture when mm -hmm. we should be about Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And helping one another rest. So. For sure. Yeah. I just and felt compelled to insert that right no, now. No, and I'm glad. That's <laughs> fine. I know you have to go here in a, in a couple of moments, so I'm glad you did. Yeah. And, yeah. and and Sabbath and sabbatical both come from the same root and the same root idea. Sabbatical is just extending Absolutely. Sabbath, you know? Yeah. 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 And, I, you know, this is the time of year to do that. Because it's kind of holiday, people are on, it's summer holiday, so this is the best time of year for that. But it's still getting. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you. Mm -hmm. So listening to, to, the, to the voices and then giving ourselves permission to, to take care of ourselves in, in whatever way. Um, so my, my third thought that emerged when I was coaching this pastor who's asking the question, and by the way, her, her, uh, members are asking the question, what if we come back and nobody comes back, you know, uh, which is a, a pretty big deal. And and I, I don't really know the right way to say what I want to say here. Um, but it but it's, I think, related to, Trish, the, the phrase you used a moment ago, do what is mine to do. I, I think we need to remind ourselves of, okay, what, what is it that's mine to do? And can I get back to just simplifying what is mine to do. And what I mean by that is what I challenge that all the, and when I teach, I challenge the pastors in, in my courses to think about, okay, what are you called to do? Get clear on what you're called to do and do what you're called to do. And don't worry about all the other stuff. And, and for me, most of the time, I think most pastors are called to make disciples, not, not to grow big churches, not to have big buildings, not to have big staff. They're, they're called to make disciples of Jesus. And so just make disciples. So if, if there are 15 people that show up that want to be discipled, then I'm going to disciple those 15. Get back to do. I, I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, when we were in the transition at Faith Walking from, from Jim Harrington, who launched us to me, uh, there, were, there were two or three board meetings where the board asked the question, well, has Faith Walking, has its moment expired? Have we done what we're supposed to do? And should we just, you know, dissolve as, as a ministry? And, and I said to them, I don't know, y'all may feel like that's what you're supposed to do. And if you do that, here's, here's what I want you to do. 
I want you to give me faith walking. Because at, at my stage and age of life, there's nothing else I'm going to do. This is what I'm called to do. And I'm going to do it with or without you. And I don't mean that ugly. And I don't mean that boisterously. I just mean that here's what I know. God has called me to do this. And so in, in the midst of all this other, get, getting back to the basics of, okay, what is it that God's called me to do? And, and then allowing myself to simplify that and say, okay, just do what God's called you to do. Don't, don't worry about expansion. Don't worry about the next thing. Don't worry about right. Just do what God's called you to do. And something about that is, is liberating and life-giving. Uh, and so that's part of my formula that I'm, that I'm working on in my life. And it's part of the formula that I'm, that I'm encouraging others. Uh, okay, what if nobody comes back? Well, I don't believe nobody's going to come back to churches, but what if 20 people, well, I'm going to disciple those 20 people and I'm going to pastor those 20 people. I'm going to do what God called me to do and I'm not going to worry about the rest. There's something really liberating in that. So that's number three. And then number four, um, that, that I'm, I'm still working out is, and also don't get consumed with just you. So my point is look beyond yourself. Think about the common good. Think about the well-being of all. Think about, uh, think about don't, don't get stuck focused on, on yourself, on your tribe, on your group, but think about the world. Think about God's design for everybody. And there's something in that because I think sometimes when, when, I, uh, when I struggle, I, I just get focused on me. And I think there's, there's something about, yeah, and focus on others as well. Uh, that's powerful. And those, so those are the four things. Have faith, pray and trust God. That's one. Two, do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And for me, that's more Sabbath. Three, remember your why. Remember what you're called to or what your thing is. And four, look beyond yourself. And I think if we do that, that we will take care of our own emotional and mental well-being and health. Um, and I do think some of us may be more than others but we're all challenged by the days in which we live that are just tough. For more information about Faith Walking, visit www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you, Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.